on this week's episode of Basic, a preview of season two. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Basic, the official podcast of the unofficial history of cable television. I'm Doug Herzog, a former TV executive and now a seasoned podcast veteran of 16 episodes. And I'm Jen Cheney, TV critic for Vulture and New York Magazine, and I have been podcasting since World War II. Well, Jen, we successfully navigated our way through season one, and against all odds, you and I are still here ready for season two, which is what we'll be talking about in this special installment, a preview of some of the episodes coming soon to Basic. So I don't know if you remember back in the day, the mainstream networks used to do these special preview shows to highlight what was coming up in their fall lineups. And I remember they used to do one, especially around Saturday morning cartoons that I would look forward to, like, for weeks and I loved those. So that's kind of what this is. It's a look ahead at the new season of Basic, but just with no references to the Laugh Olympics. Or wacky races. Um, Any of so that, So no. before we get to our uh, preview, other than the fact that I talk too much, too loud, and interrupt too often, do you have any takeaways from season one, Jen? You know, it's been interesting. We always ask people what their favorite Basic Cable show is, aside from one that they've been on themselves. And there's been a lot of confusion about what basic cable actually is, like uh, premium versus basic versus just, you know, regular network TV. Like, I don't know if people never fully understood those distinctions or if they've just forgotten them in the streaming era. But but, yeah, there's been a lot of confusion about that, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, well, especially since what the, that's what the whole podcast is based on. It's uh, it's been a little deflating, but <laughs> it seems like every time we ask somebody, what's your favorite basic cable show? They go. The Sopranos. And we go, right. no, that's not basic cable. Yeah. Although we have gotten some really good answers. And I think we're going to be getting some really good answers, too, in, to that question in season two. One of the answers we got to that question was from Brian Cranston, who told us his favorite show was Dirty Jobs. And based on that, uh, we went out and uh, we booked Mike Rowe, the host of uh, Dirty Jobs, and he'll be joining us in season two. So that worked out for us. Yeah, that, that's a, a note for future guests. If you want someone to be on the podcast, say that you loved their show when you were a child and then we'll book them. Well, there you go. And as we said, you can catch up on season one wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, we mentioned we'll be back with our season two premiere with Ben Stiller on September 7th. Yeah, this was a really fun conversation. Ben has been in the spotlight a lot recently because of his work on Severance, the Apple TV Plus show, which both Doug and I and many people are, are big fans of. Uh, we chatted with him about some of his early days in his career when he was actually at MTV and also how he later created the Zoolander character, which came out of something he did for the VH1 Fashion Awards. Oh, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> we were doing uh, these shorts that Drake Sather, who is a stand-up comedian, incredibly funny, dark, subversive uh, stand-up comedian, wrote, as, I guess, on assignment because it was the VH1 Fashion Awards. They said they wanted to do these little interstitial um, pieces on the different people in the fashion world, the male model, photographer, the publicist. And Derek Zoolander was the, the character that Drake wrote. And he said, I want you to do it. And then I remember because I was shooting I was shooting a movie and I had a goatee. And I also was just like, why do you want me to be a male model? It's ridiculous. He's like, yeah, it's ridiculous. That's why I want you to do it. Right. it. It it was, you know, right around the time that Austin Powers, uh, Mike Myers, he made Austin Powers. And, you know, I was watching this movie about this, this, this sort of, you know, really broad character that worked as a whole movie. And 
And I thought, oh, maybe we can do this as a feature. So Ben Stiller, hey, we also talked to him about Reality Bites, a film that he made that riffs on music video and a music channel like MTV. And one of your favorites, right, Jen? Yes, as I've, I've said as often as I possibly can squeeze it into conversation. I, I love Reality Bites. I think it's terribly underrated. Um, and and the channel in the movie, by the way, is called In Your Face TV. It's MTV with an edge. So, <laughs> which is which is what we used to say about everything we made at MTV. We'd say uh, it's a game show, but it's got a rock and roll attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think Ben probably lifted it right, that right out of his experience. Yeah, he probably MTV. heard you say it in a meeting or something. Yeah, oh, I'm sure I did. Hey, you know the one thing that I just realized is we forgot to talk to Ben Stiller about Cable Guy. How did we do that? How did we miss that? I don't know. That's a huge oversight on our parts, and I feel pretty bad about it, honestly. We're going to have to get him back to talk about that. We will. But we also talked to someone else who has been in the headlines lately, and that's Abby Jacobson, who I'm sure many people remember for her work alongside Alana Glazer on Comedy Central's Broad City. But she's also co-created and is in a, a new show, A League of Their Own, based on the movie. And we talked to her about a number of things, including when she met Alana while they were both studying at UCB in New York. I show up to my practice team one night and uh, my friend Tim Martin, who is one of the most brilliant improvisers I knew it and have worked with. Anyway, he had brought these two new new people that he met in the class, Alana and her brother, Elliot. And there weren't any other women on our practice group and they were like, great. And I, it was very confusing. And like, I write about this in my book a lot, but I, uh, Arrested Development had sort of just stopped. And Alana looked so much like Alia Shawkat. And mm-hmm. I did not know Alia Shawkat's name, but I truly was like, the girl from Arrested Development is in my practice group. Like, this is nuts. And also I was like, you know what? The show ended. Maybe she moved to New York and like, she would be doing improv. Like, that makes sense. Like, I, I was like, this is nuts. And so we... The first night we met that they came, we go to McManus, Peter McManus, which is a bar in New York City, Irish pub that was known to be the bar that a lot of the improvisers and comedians would go to after shows. And we're sitting on the end of the bar and Alana and I just hit it off, like in a way that I don't know if I ever had, like had hit it off with a new friend right away. And we're talking and she's talking about where she's from. And I had gone to college with someone from that town and I say their name and she knows them. And I was like, this is not the girl from Arrested <laughs> Development. Cause like there's, I would have known if my friends have got, you know, and then I, I was like, okay, it's not her, but she looks just like her. But I, I remember feeling in that bar on that night, like I've never met anyone like this. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Abby Jacobson, yeah, you can see her currently, as uh, Jen mentioned, in League of Their Own on uh, on Amazon. And really cool story uh, talking about how she met Alana. And uh, she talked a lot in the interview about coming to New York, uh, joining uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade and, quote, finding her people, um, which uh, I think was a, a really important thing for her to find, you know, sort of like minded uh, folks that she could she could work with. And she found uh, an amazing one in Alana. Definitely. And, you know, I've been happy to see the attention that A League of Their Own has been getting. Uh, You know, I feel like obviously there's a lot of streaming services and sometimes I feel like with Amazon especially, shows might get a little bit lost. And it seems like people are really responding well to A League of Their Own and it's gotten some some attention. So uh, I'm glad to see her getting that recognition. Yep. Abby is uh, great. and It was great to have her. You know, Jan, we spoke to several people uh, in season one who come from late night television, right? We did. Jimmy Kimmel, Samantha Bee, and the kid Miro. And then in season two, Chelsea Handler will be speaking to us about her days as the host of Chelsea Lately on E!, where she was part of the same basic cable late night ecosystem as Jon Stewart, Stephen Colbert, and Conan O'Brien. It was a longtime boys club, and it still is a boys club pretty much, but she was one of the rare women who got a seat at her own talk show host table. So you were doing your sketch show at E! first, and then the opportunity to do Chelsea Lately came along. Did you ever think about trying to do like a late night talk show? Was that an, uh, a, f- a form that was interesting to you or was it just somebody suggested it to you? And then it was like, oh, I guess I'll uh, do that. Yeah, no, I I mean, I was just, I didn't, I don't know. Yeah, I think I I had thought about it. It wasn't a, like a, a necessary goal of mine, like, oh, I have to do this. But I had thought about it like, oh, I like to run a conversation. I know how to listen to people and I know how to be in the moment and be engaging. I'm like, that sounds fun. So uh, 
I think I was doing that sketch show and the sketch show wasn't performing well on E and they were like, we think you would be better like on a nightly show. And, um, this was the man who became my boyfriend and he, and he was like, you should have your own nightly show. And, um, I was like, oh, you know, how would that work? And the fact that we could make it 30 minutes and fast and fun. And it was like, it was so easy for me to do. And it was just an instant success. And so I never even like think, thought twice about it. As I mean, even when I was doing it, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And everyone's going to love it. And it was, it was just like, you know, a total like kind of cultural moment. So yeah, Chelsea Handler, and uh, we talked a lot of in in uh, that first season around some of these interviews we did about the lack of uh, diversity, gender diversity, not only in late night, but really in a lot of places uh, across television. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we need more people of color and we need more women hosting late night shows. And I think, you know, there's a lot of women who would excel at this. I mean, I don't know if you saw recently, but Megan Thee Stallion was on... Um, with Jimmy Fallon, and they were sort of both sitting behind the desk and interviewing Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. And I was like, can Megan the Stallion just take over this interview? Because she knew so much about Stranger Things, and she had really good questions. And then somebody else who I think would be really great, although I'm sure she has many other things to do, Carrie Brownstein from uh, Slater Kinney, and who also was in Portlandia. We had her at Vulture Fest last year, moderating our panel with Jeff Goldblum. And she was a really good interviewer, very well prepared, very natural. And obviously, there's a lot of female comedians as well who would be really good at this. I just think people need to widen their ideas about this. You know, no question about it. Plenty of platforms out there. And uh, you would think uh, some great new voices would find a place. I'm only interested in that they stay out of the podcast game. We, uh, yeah, we want, right. We, we don't want to I mean, listen. We, exactly. We don't want to. There's only room for so here. many people in podcasting, as we all know. Ex exactly. Exactly. We're going to shut the door behind us, is what we're going to do. So, switching gears, uh, mixed martial arts and the UFC have become a big part of the cable universe in the last 15 years, largely due to the efforts of the UFC's Dana White. He's a very big reason for that. Uh, we had a pretty animated conversation with him talking about all things UFC and uh, the fact that one of the biggest bets he took uh, was adding female fighters to his brand. You did bring in women MMA fighters uh, into the mix. Uh, and I'm just wondering what was what was involved in that decision making process? So one of the things that you have to remember at the time when I there's a there's a very famous clip of me on TMZ. They're asking me, I'm getting out of a restaurant in L.A. and they're asking me, when are women going to fight in the UFC? And I look in the camera and I say, never. At this time. I'm trying to get people to accept men fighting in a cage, right? <laughs> I, I went to a fight up in Northern California once um, where there was a horrible mismatch between women. And I was like, Oh my God. And listen, I'm not going to lie. You know, there, there, there's a little bit of that being a man, you know, um, little chauvinistic in that women are pretty and women are, yeah, you don't want to see women get beat up. You don't want to see in a million years. I never saw this coming where these women would be so technical and so tough. And so badass. I mean, the women that we have now in the UFC, uh, th there's a lot of things I saw coming. I didn't see that one coming. That's for damn sure. Yeah, Dana White is quite the character, but he does seem to have very good instincts when it comes to his audience and the UFC brand, which I will fully admit I know. What I know about it, I've learned from Dana White, basically. Well, you know, the great thing about the UFC is there's not a lot to know. Just 
two people in a ring <laughs> kicking the shit out of one another and, <laughs> and everybody everybody seems to love it i'm um, sure it's more nuanced than that though. it is it is no more than that and i i my apologies to dana because it's uh takes it takes a lot of skill as you'll hear from him uh when uh when you listen in so that's uh, just a partial highlight reel of what's coming up on the podcast in season two we've got many more guests including david spade uh it's always sunny's caitlin olson we've got nick kroll Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, who we mentioned, the creators of The Daily Show and The Real World, and this is very exciting, Tracy Grandstaff, the voice of Daria, just to name a few. There you go. So in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, share, like, and comment. We'd love to hear what your favorite cable shows are. And do join us for our season two premiere on September 7th with Ben Stiller, wherever you get your podcasts. Basic is a Pantheon media production in partnership with Sirius XM. Hosted by Jen Chaney and Doug Herzog. Produced by Christian Swain and Peter Ferrioli. Lindley Ehrlich is our assistant producer. Mixed, mastered, and music by Jerry Danielson. Edited by Zach Spisner. You can find Basic on Apple Podcasts, the SiriusXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share so other people can find us. Don't, Don't forget, forget to follow, follow the show, show so you never, never miss an episode. episode. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.